Hey, Unchained listeners. As you know, it's hard keeping up with the fast-paced world of crypto, so we've got just the thing for you. Subscribe to our free Unchained daily newsletter at unchainedcrypto.substack.com. You'll get the latest crypto news and original articles from our reporters, as well as summaries of other happenings and bullet points, plus our meme of the day, all curated and written by our amazing team. It's still your no-hype resource for all things crypto, just in newsletter form. Sign up at unchainedcrypto.substack.com. Again, the URL is unchainedcrypto.substack.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Unconfirmed, the podcast that reveals how the marquee names in crypto are reacting to the week's top headlines and gets the inside scoop on what they see on the horizon. I'm your host, Laura Shin. In case you haven't heard, I am going to be doing a live podcast recording with Vitalik Buterin, the creator of Ethereum. It will be in New York City on the evening of March 20th, and the venue is TBD. We'll be discussing Ethereum 2.0, Polkadot, Substrate, blockchain voting, and so much more. We'll have food and giveaways, plus audience members will have a chance to ask questions. There are just a few tickets left at the discounted rate before it goes to general admission, so buy your tickets now. Check the show notes for the link to purchase, and I look forward to seeing you there. Within months, cryptocurrency anti-money laundering regulations go global. Are you ready? Avoid stiff penalties or blacklisting by deploying effective anti-money laundering tools for exchanges and crypto businesses, the same tools used by regulators. CypherTrace is securing the crypto economy. My guest today is Ruben Galindo Steckel, co-founder and CEO of AirTM. Welcome, Ruben. Hey, Laura. How's it going? Thank you for having me. I wanted you to come on the show because a lot of people in the crypto community point to countries with hyperinflation like Venezuela to say that that's the kind of population for whom cryptocurrencies could really make a difference. And your company is actually working on such an initiative. But before we get to your airdrop campaign, let's give people a little background on AirTM. What does AirTM do? Uh, Sure. Well, AirTM is basically a financial service provider. It's like an e-wallet. Although we don't just allow people to buy things online, but rather to access other types of financial services. Uh, like USD savings or the ability to send a remittance or receive one, uh, soon a debit card. Right now, I guess we're, we've been super focused in Venezuela, giving people their access to a USD savings account. As you know, it's kind of hard for them to get access to dollars and with our platform, they could do it safely. Yeah. And talk a little bit about the problems that people in Venezuela are having with their money and how AirTM can solve those issues. Sure. Uh, so if you're, a Venezuelan reporter, if your name is Laura, and you are working for uh, the local newspaper and you're getting paid in Bolivars, and say you have 75% of your money, well, let's say you have some money at the end of the month to save. Uh, in the US, you would just leave it in your bank. But if you're in Venezuela, you can't because inflation is so high. And so you would go into ATM and you'd create an account a website similar to PayPal. And you say, Hey, I want to make a deposit using my Bolivars and my local bank. And so we'll just help you get access to dollars using those Bolivars. And for that Venezuelan, it represents or it makes a difference because if she had left those Bolivars in Bolivars or that, that value in Bolivars, it would have lost at least 15% of its value in the next couple of days, which sucks because you, you can't really do anything with your savings. And since basically all economic growth comes from you being able to 
save some money and then spend it in an investment or something. Uh, if you don't have access to a, a stable uh, store of value, then you don't have access to that. You can't invest in your future. So that's why AirTM is so important for these people in Venezuela. And how does it work exactly? So you'll uh, go into AirTM.io. You'll create an account. Uh, it's quite easy. And then you'll basically see three functionalities that you can send money, you can deposit money, and you can withdraw money from your ATM account. And say, uh, I'll just follow the same example of Laura, the reporter. She goes into her ATM, she clicks the deposit button. She says, hey, I want to deposit this many bolivars. Let's say it's a thousand bolivars into my ATM account. ATM will give Laura the exchange rate, say it's 10 to 1, which is actually super false because like actually 3,000 to 1. Then she'll say, hey, uh, I would like to make this request to buy these dollars. And when she submits the request, that request is broadcasted to this network of over 20,000 individuals who are basically AirTM money brokers. Uh, like local Bitcoin traders, they will see uh, Laura's order to buy $1,000 or 1,000 Bolivars worth of dollars. And they'll say, hey, I'm willing to sell uh, Laura this uh, this ten dollars in exchange for her to send me money to my bank. Uh, Laura's or this broker's money in ATM will go into an escrow account, so that Laura could go to her bankofvenezuela.com website and send this ATM money broker uh, the thousand bolivars. And when this broker says, "Hey, I received Laura's transfer," then he will tell ATM. That that happened, and their team will release that money that was being held on this escrow to Laura's account in their team. And so that way, Laura was able to buy dollars with bolivars in Venezuela, and she can keep them there as long as she wants. She could send them as soon as she'll be able to uh, spend them in, with a, a debit card, or she could even buy crypto. Now, let's say that uh, Laura wants to buy her son a birthday gift and she needs to withdraw some money from her ATM account, some dollars. Uh, let's say now the, the exchange rate is $20, 20, actually 2000 bolivars for, for the $10. And she wants to use a thousand bolivars for buying her, her son a gift. She'll say, ATM, I want to withdraw. And she'll say, I want to withdraw five bucks. ATM will tell her the exchange rate since it doubled now. Thanks to inflation, 100% inflation, and I'm all kind of crazy, but it happens. She'll basically submit this order to sell $5 in exchange for receiving a thousand bolivars in her bank. And some ATM money broker will be like, Hey, Laura, I'll send you uh, the thousand bolivars to your bank in Venezuela. And when Laura confirms that she received the money in her bank, then the same escrow will go back to this ATM money broker's account. And these money brokers in ATM are basically making a commission every time they help one of our users either get some money in ATM or get some money out of ATM. They on average make like uh, 50 bucks a day, uh, which is kind of good if you're living in, in Venezuela. That's on average if you're one of the good, uh, hardworking ATM money brokers. Uh, if not, then you'll make a bit less. And are they paid in dollars? Yeah, of course, they're paid in their ATM accounts. And sometimes they, they do take commissions in local currency. Uh, but then they will have to understand that they have to get rid of those bolivars that they got in exchange for those dollars quickly enough to avoid inflation. 
but they they are quite good at this at kind of making arbitrage uh, or just making a small margin every time they buy it a bit cheaper and sell a bit more expensive. Yeah, I was just thinking that it seems like a a tricky job in the sense that there you know if if you have uh, if you're trading between currencies and one of them is kind of continually losing its value, then um, you yourself could end up in a bad situation. Um, but I actually wanted to ask you, so how does AirTM determine the exchange rate? Because as far as I understand, there's um, kind of a dispute generally between the government and sort of like the black market rate. So how do you guys come up with your exchange rate? Sure. It's actually kind of um, one of the coolest things we do, and it's it's actually have gotten us in, in trouble before, uh, just because the exchange rate is something uh, that's used by the government to basically help them make money. Uh, they have this official rate for the dollar, right? And they say it's worth a fraction of what it's actually worth on the uh, black market. But they, the government, are the only ones who have access to that dollar, and so they're able to go sell it in the black market for way more. And it's uh, having this uh, market-like platform like AirTM is kind of dependent on the exchange rate. It only works if we have the ability to, to give people a price at which to buy and sell dollars. And it's, for the long, for the longest time, we used this dollar today rate which is the kind of go-to rate in Venezuela for the black market. It's posted daily and updated, sometimes hourly, by this online newspaper or blog. But it stopped working because transactions were not flowing at that exchange rate. The, the exchange rate was too low. So a lot of people were wanting to buy dollars, but no one was wanting to, to sell them because it didn't make sense. So our CFO one day was like, so we, we have information on them, on how many dollars want to be bought at whatever exchange rate. And we also have the information about how many dollars want to be sold at that same exchange rate. So he basically created this algorithm that balances the supply and demand of dollars to find the mid-market rate for the, for the dollar where the market is just balanced. And that's the exchange rate at which clients near TM can buy or sell dollars. And it got us in trouble because we... After we started using this proprietary exchange rate, the, the exchange rate in dollar today, which was the other uh, reference rate, uh, had to or was forced to keep moving up. And there was some rumors about who controlled that website. Some say it was controlled by the government. And we, we got in a bit of trouble for not giving the government control over the parallel markets exchange rate because then they couldn't use it as they pleased. Right. And why don't you just finish the story about what happened to your company as a result? Yeah. So one day we got this letter from the minister of finance saying that uh, if we didn't stop what we were doing, they were going to put us in jail. Of course, me sitting in Mexico in our office, uh, I was kind of excited for this because we always knew that this was going to happen one day. We always thought since I guess we begun in 2015 that one day we would find the, the value of money in Venezuela, which was lost at that point in time uh, by calculating or by creating this market. But when the day came, uh, not only were we a bit excited, but we were kind of afraid, super afraid, because we had 50 employees in Venezuela, which we <laughs> had to take care of. And so 
uh, from one day to the next, we went into this <laughs> recuperate your teammate mode uh, in which we helped over 25 people basically leave their family, leave their home, leave everything, their life in Venezuela and go to Colombia where they would be safe. Uh, just because the Venezuelan government is not messing around. Uh, we were part of this Manos de Papel uh, operative, which the government launched to stop companies like us. Although we, it's difficult to, to shut Airtim down because we're kind of decentralized in a way uh, because these peers are, they're everywhere. And it's really hard to shut it down because there's 20,000 of them. Uh, but there's others like uh, the Dollar Pro one whose owner got sent to jail and they kidnapped his father to make him return to Venezuela and then they got him. So, so they're not joking around. So yeah, that was a bit stressing. That's terrible. And I also really feel for your employees who had to leave their lives. Um, so we're going to take a quick break uh, and in a moment we'll discuss RTM's airdrop Venezuela campaign. But first, a quick word from our fabulous sponsors. Ready or not, the Financial Action Task Force anti-money laundering recommendations soon go into effect globally. If you handle cryptocurrencies, no matter where you do business, these new AML laws will apply to you. CypherTrace helps exchanges, ICOs, funds, brokerages, and regulators understand and manage crypto asset and compliance risks. Learn how to reduce your exposure and prepare now for tough new regulations. CypherTrace is securing the crypto economy. Learn more at CypherTrace.com slash unconfirmed. Back to my conversation with Ruben Galindo of AirTM. So, so AirTM has initiated an Airdrop Venezuela campaign. What is that? Airdrop Venezuela, uh, AirdropVenezuela.org, if you guys want to check it out, is an initiative to help 100,000 Venezuelans get their hands on $10 worth of crypto. And of course, we're a Venezuelan trying uh, crypto out because the amount of money that you might have is a bit risky, uh, just because even $1 represents a lot for them. And so risking it by trying to understand how Bitcoin works is a bit far-fetched, or it's far-fetched to think they would do that. Uh, but we, uh, being in the crypto space and hanging out with people like Zuko in the past, uh, I guess we, we understand Zuko that, Wilcox of Zcash. Yeah, we've helped or we've worked with them in the past. And I guess we've been in the space like any of you guys listening. But we understand that if everyone in Venezuela knew how to use crypto, if they were getting remittances in crypto, if they were using crypto in their day-to-day -to, -day to pay for goods and services, they wouldn't need to depend on, on the Bolivar. And sure, there's more to, to money than just that. Uh, but they could basically still be living in Venezuela. They could be making money from abroad and having no issues. Uh, so we really want to show them what the benefits of, of crypto are by gifting it to them. Uh, and not necessarily to as a philanthropic effort, but just to, to become, to help crypto become a bit more mainstream. The, the hopes that if a hundred thousand people know what they can do with it and how easy it is, 
they can stop depending so much on the Bolivar and maybe have more tools to survive in this crazy economic situation, which of course is not economic. It expands to everything. There's no food to buy with your money, for instance. So, so that's the airdrop in Venezuela. So I understand the intention and the motivation for such a campaign. However, it's not clear to me how everyday Venezuelans can use crypto and why they would want to now if, as you say, like, it seems like they have much more basic needs that aren't being met. Like if there isn't food, then why would they be like, oh, now is the time for me to try this totally radically different kind of crypto, you know, sorry, uh, radically different type of currency. So like, how can, can they actually use crypto in some fashion? Well, uh, we see, we have this view of Venezuela that we get from Twitter. Uh, and maybe uh, we go outside of Twitter and we check out CNN or local news. and We see that there's this havoc and people are just struggling to get their hands on food. And, and they basically went back down to like the first level of needs. And, and even though it's true, uh, people are still working. Uh, people are still needing to make a living, you know. Uh, so there's still commerce there. Uh, there's pharmacies where you can go buy medicine. There's grocery stores where you can go buy food. Uh, and regardless of the exchange rate changing every day, uh, people still need money to, to survive there because it's maybe 12, 13% of the Venezuelan population that left, but the rest of them, 25, 26 million people, assuming there's a population of 30 million, is still there and they need to survive and they need to figure out a way to do it. And even though we're crossing our fingers that Juan Guaido is successful and that he overthrows Maduro and we would be super happy about it. Uh, who knows if it will happen, you know, and whatever happens, if people knew how to receive money internationally, uh, if they have, knew how to keep it safely away from the hands of the government, if they know how to uh, buy a stable token with their crypto, uh, they could stay in Venezuela make a living and just keep going with their life while the dust settles down. So is that the main usage that you guys are thinking of promoting that people use it as sort of like a different kind of dollar that they can store their value in? Because also, as we've seen in the last year, cryptocurrencies have lost like 90% of their value. So is that advisable? Well, we're working with several crypto projects uh, from Zcash to to Bitcoin Cash and some others that are, I guess, stable tokens. Uh, we haven't announced yet, so I, I won't tell you yet. Uh, but we've always been like value agnostic. We don't care what people want to keep their their value in. If it's good for someone to sell you a good or a service, then it's good to to trade for dollars in RTM or vice versa. And in that spirit, we don't think that, or we'll, we'll help every single crypto project that wants to help Venezuela get or evangelize or teach people in Venezuela why that particular token is helpful for them. And it might be that with Zcash, we uh, teach people about privacy and with Bitcoin Cash about speed or cost of, of transactions. But we'll, and with the stable tokens, we'll talk about how 
this is a way to actually own your money in, in, in a stable way. Um, but we'll just teach them and give them the information, but we won't necessarily um, support one above all the others. We'll just give them the options and make them aware that there's this whole world of tools they can use to, to solve their issues with money. And then, so aside from store of value, you did also talk about people potentially using crypto to pay for goods and services. What can they purchase using crypto right now? No, they, they will be giving crypto in their RTM wallets, right? And their RTM wallets are denominated in dollars and they can go from uh, crypto in their RTM wallets to dollars in RTM. And dollars in RTM are one of the most used uh, means of electronic value transfer in, in the country. There's millions of dollars of transactions of money going from one person to another. And you could use it to pay your landlord or to buy medicine, to pay for surgeries even, um, or to just buy food. RTM money is basically used for everything in Venezuela. And so, okay. yeah, it's, it's crypto, but the RTM money just bridges crypto to the needs and, and every single good and service you can imagine. And so is that why, like, if I look at the coins that you've raised, um, RTM is one of the coins. It's one of the highest or that's one of the coins you've raised the most of. So is that what you're referring to there? Yeah, I'm, I'm referring to the balance in your RTM account. Your main balance is denominated in dollars. Those are, we call them AirUSDs. And that's just a dollar that you could use to, to do whatever. Uh, and yes, we have raised uh, like 30,000 AirUSDs. And... Uh, that just means that there will be a uh, hundred thousand people that get uh, 30 cents worth of their USD and they will be able to do whatever they want with it. Uh, but what I was talking about a bit before is that if a user gets Bitcoin cash as a part of the airdrop Venezuela, which they will, uh, because Roger Ver uh, awesomely matched uh, dollar for dollar every uh, Bitcoin cash that was donated during like 24 hours, uh, they will sure be able to send it to anyone via RTM or they will be able to take it outside of RTM and send it to someone else's Bitcoin cash wallet. But they will also be able to convert that Bitcoin cash into dollars in RTM and use that uh, to, to pay for a good or service. And as I was saying, RTM dollars are... They're accepted. They're accepted everywhere in Venezuela. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it just sounds like, at least for the most part now, the different coins that they'll be receiving in their airdrop, it, it feels like the lesson they'll be learning is that it's only valuable if you can turn it into something resembling dollars, right? Because like, if you can't, well, especially for some of these coins, like Komodo, Burst, Stellar, Ethereum Classic, like these are not, even in the crypto community, they're not widely used. Yeah, and just, uh, actually, no. Um, I was going to just explain why we have all those different donation methods, uh, which uh, doesn't really make a difference if if someone was to uh, donate in Komodo, we'll just convert it into uh, another crypto or USD and don donate it as such. Um, and that's, I guess, our condition. There has to be enough donations in a certain crypto for us to be even 
willing to distribute it because it doesn't make sense that a user gets one cent worth of Komodo. Um, but to your previous question, we will be spending um, about two weeks on every single cryptocurrency and showing why or that's a participant in the airdrop and showing people why and how they could use it to solve their needs, even if AirTM doesn't exist. Uh, as a business, AirTM can't rely on just being in Venezuela. We have to expand and, and go elsewhere. And crypto will always be there because crypto belongs to everyone. Um, and if these people know how to use it, if they knew how to uh, receive money and send money uh, in a way that's uh, private and away from the eyes of the government, then that would be highly beneficial to someone if they if they know how to send money super easily, free, and uh, really quickly. Then why not use Litecoin uh, or any other crypto? If they knew how to use a Bitcoin exchange, they could even invest their money. And yeah, I, I know it's uh, nuanced, but still, it would free them just having more information about how they could go around using the bolivar is better plus uh, there might be some people who don't like rtm and they just want to own their money then we will teach them to own their money we'll teach them to to use non-custodial wallets you know oh and i i just wanted to say uh, how you opened up this podcast was saying that uh, oftentimes venezuela and the situation there is seen as the best breeding ground for crypto and crypto adoption. Uh, and it is definitely, there is no one that needs or has more problems with their money than Venezuelans. And we are all in this space because we believe that this technology can make it better for them, uh, or not just for them, but for everyone. But if there's someone who needs faster, cheaper, more private, transactions or custody of their money which is probably the coolest thing about crypto it's people there and if crypto can't find that it's valuable for people in venezuela or cryptocurrencies then it's never going to be valuable for anyone else uh, there is where we not it's not only a good opportunity it's a kind of obligation if we're claiming that this technology is so cool and can solve these many problems then we should prove it it's really our chance to shine as a crypto community because if not why else are we here great point and how much have you raised so far we've raised about it fluctuates because it's crypto uh sometimes a hundred twenty thousand bucks sometimes two hundred thousand bucks uh but we're working with some other organizations to help us complete that amount and you'll be distributing once you reach a, a, a million? Uh, yeah, we will be uh, distributing. Actually, no, at the end of the campaign period, which is in a month and 10 days now, uh, okay. I guess, in March. And all your help is super appreciated. Like it was said before, we're value agnostic. If you'd like to donate using whichever crypto and we don't have an address for it there, you can just write me at ruben at rtm.io and I'll make sure that we, we add it. Or if you'd like to make a larger contribution, uh, just let us know. We can help uh, promote your project and help you prove that it's actually valuable and help you guys get meaning from all the cool work that you guys are doing. It's probably the most rewarding thing that 
you know that what you're building, you spend all your, your time doing is actually making someone's life better. All right. Well, we'll have to check back in once you start distributing and see how it goes. Thanks for coming on Unconfirmed. Thank you for having me, Laura. And thank you guys for listening. Thanks so much for joining us today. To learn more about the topics we discussed, be sure to check out the links in the show notes of your podcast player. New episodes of Unconfirmed come out every Friday. If you haven't already, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you liked this episode, share it with your friends on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Unconfirmed is produced by me, Laura Shin, with help from Raylan Gallipoli, Fractal Recording, Jenny Josephson, and Daniel Ness. Thanks for listening.